Thanks for joining me on this journey and welcome to the Journey with Jenny podcast on SM Enlightenment Radio or TV, where we hit all the topics that help and encourage you on this journey of life. Everything from health to mindset to business to finances, anything that helps you and makes your life better, we cover it all. Welcome everyone. So have I got a treat for you. You know that elusive fountain of youth that everyone talks about and dreams of finding? Well, if the fountain of youth actually existed, I think I might have found the person who found it. So, okay. So we all know that the fountain of youth sadly does not exist, but new research in staying healthy longer does. I have a special guest today who is going to share cutting edge research in how to live a healthy life and actually extend your years. Do I have your attention? This is going to be a fascinating conversation. I'm so excited you are here. And it's not just going to be interesting to listen to, but you will actually have some action steps to take as well. So my guest today is Dr. Joseph Antoon. Dr. Joseph Antoon always knew he wanted to help others through medicine, which is why he trained to be a physician. And let me tell you, his credentials are very impressive, including education at Harvard and Johns Hopkins and being a member of the Forbes Business Development Council. You can check out all of his credentials in our show notes. But in his journey, he eventually he figured out that medicine was actually sick care, treating patients after their health had already declined. Dr. Antoon wanted to be at the forefront of changing our current healthcare system of sick care to a more proactive approach, which meant taking care of our existing good health. So after years of working at pharmaceutical companies and later focusing on public health policy, he found what he was searching for at El Nutra Incorporated incorporated a cutting-edge Nutra technology company. So as CEO of El Nutra, Dr. Antoon works with one of the leading global researchers in the area of longevity, Professor Walter Longo, director of the Longevity Center at USC. So together, they provide education and products to support a lifestyle that extends health span. So we are going to get to chat with Dr. Antoon today. So please help me welcome Dr. Joseph Antoon. Thank you, Jenny, very much. Um, I did find the fountain of youth. Look, I'm, I'm 74 with, with still black hair and look look like in my 40s. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Amazing, right? Everyone is listening now. <laughs> and it works on the skin. I don't know if some if anyone is interested by keeping this skin, you know, if we have any mid-age, you know, great, yes. you know, women watching us today. <laughs> 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 so impressive list of the credentials and the look as well. So <laughs> I love it. So you have a fascinating and impressive list of, of roles and accomplishments. And you share that our healthcare was more like sick care. And so I'm curious, at, at what point in your career did you have this realization? And what impact did that have on your decisions as you went forward? Because I feel like most people, um, if not everyone that is in the, the healthy realm of, of life and looking at things had this point of realization, right? That things were not as they thought they were. And so it's just interesting to me to hear others' journeys and where along their path that they had this realization. So I would love for you to share your journey with us. Yeah, well, thank you. 
you know, growing up, I, I, I wanted to be a doctor because I wanted to help patients. For me, it was you become a doctor and you treat people, you help them, you save their life. But then when you get into it, you kind of you start feeling it's getting a little bit different because we're not dying of acute disease like before where, you know, you have a pneumonia and then you take antibiotics and you cure a patient. Now we die of chronic diseases uh, like you know, diabetes, cancer, Alzheimer's, cardiovascular disease, and we have no cure for them. We basically subscribe patients for an everyday pill. You know, I wanted, I wanted to be a cardiologist and, uh, and do, doing my rotations um, at the hospital, you know, I felt that I just was meeting people after they're sick, they come to us after they have hypertension or after their first heart attack. And then we put them on five pills at least, you know, mm. one for cholesterol, one for triglyceride, and one for blood pressure, and one for, um, you know, whatever, you know, blood thinner, etc. Mm -hmm. And they have to take them every day of their life. And and I was a little bit of a rebel. And and my biggest question for my attendings was like, if the medicine works, why do they have to refill it? That was right. my biggest question, right? <laughs> and and I mean, even worse, they're gonna add. They don't know, but they're going to add more, right? As as mm -hmm. as they age, and um, and this is where I started thinking that I'm practicing actually sick care, seeing people mm -hmm. after they're sick, and I'm not curing them. I'm just subscribing subscribing them to a medicine, a pill per per day. Mm -hmm. And I thought we should do a better job. We should first be more preventive, and number two, be more curative. And this is what healthcare should be. Um, and this is why I left and I went to health policy and public health. I stayed at Harvard and then did public health at Hopkins. And, and my goal is how can we reform the healthcare system into mm -hmm. a preventive one? And, um, and I did work with a lot of ministries of health around the world and supported a lot of policy change around the world. But prevention was a set of recommendation and there was no, there's no product. Like if you say, hey, take this and you'll live healthy long, that doesn't exist even up until today. And, and this is what actually inspired me to say, okay, how can I move and, and, and create a new technology, a new product that can help us stay healthy long. And this is how I met Professor Walter Longo. Um, you, you mentioned his name. He's, he's probably the global leader in longevity. He's the head of the Longevity Institute at University of Southern California and has the famous book, The Longevity Diet, where he talks about what we should eat to live healthy long. And I moved from medicine to health policy to nutrition because nutrition is the only product you put in your body since the day you, you're born, basically, to the day you die. So it must carry the biggest signal of, you know, healthy aging and or going towards chronic diseases. And this is where we made the biggest discoveries around the impact of food for longevity and the impact of food for medicine. Probably we're going to talk more about that uh, in the next few minutes. Yeah, that's amazing. And it's so interesting to hear your journey through the medical realm and then public policy to come around to that. And it's it's interesting. And you're talking about back in the beginning of your journey about sharing um exercising and eating well. And I remember uh, reading in a book by a doctor that had this a similar journey um, and just saying that they just had quick training on that in med school. And then one of the things is doctors will say, well, people aren't going to do that anyway. So let's move on to the next thing. Let's go to the pills. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, you know, and, and, and the nutrition industry didn't help, by the way, because, because the nutrition industry is not like it's putting ethical dollars and money behind true science to bring 
the right food to people to say, hey, we can help you without having you to go through through you know the burden of, of pills. The nutrition industry is just exploiting our palate. They're selling us something that tastes good and, and they're trying to go around every policy. So whether they have to add preservative, whether they, you know, oh wow, this is high protein, but then you know you have uh, you have saturated or, or 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 you know unhealthy fats. So it's 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 always a game of business that's either grabbing us from the lifestyle and, and unhealthy lifestyle or from the from the pharmaceutical you know side. Obviously there's a lot of companies that are ethical and doing the right thing on both sides, but I'm saying the general trend hasn't been for us to stay healthy long. It's it's either to sell us more products, get us into disease and everyone makes money when we when when we're sick. It used to be before the last you know couple of rounds of reform. So um, so yeah. Um, our mission at Alnutra, L stands for longevity. So we study longevity through nutrition. And our mission is how can we put true science, uh, evidence-based randomized clinical trials. This is why you see MD, PhD and, and the head, the founder of the PhD, I'm an MD, PhD and chief medical officer. And we have the entire team that puts, you know, evidence-based medicine behind food trials so that we uncover what mm -hmm. is the best food you can eat to live a healthy long life. This is if you're healthy to stay healthy. And if mm -hmm. you're sick, we also do a lot of trials on if you have diabetes, what you should eat. If you have cancer, what you should eat. If you have Alzheimer's, what you should eat. And at the core of our discovery is actually we research a lot fasting and how can we give you the benefits of fasting while you're eating food. That has been our kind of biggest breakthrough uh, in our research. So that's fascinating. So I want to start with the fast, the fasting, and then I want to come back around later to all of that that you just said about, I am curious, what makes your company different? And you just said a few things, um, which I find that very fascinating. And I agree that the nutrition in industry as a whole has not been very helpful. And it's like, okay, let's just do this. And, and here's a product. Um, but um, hearing the research behind and the why behind what you have to offer. So let's start with the fasting though, because like you said, your research zeroes in on fasting. I feel that is a very hot topic right now. And I would love for you to just clear up some of the chatter that is out there regarding fasting. And so what what is that connection between fasting and longevity and nutrition? Yeah. So I'll, I'll and I get this question a lot. I'll clarify it by explaining the types of fasting okay. and how and how each each type of fasting gives you different benefits. And then it will build the bridge between longevity and and therapeutic fasting or how to help people with certain health conditions. So we divide fasting, if you want, into two big categories. Category number one is called intermittent fasting. And intermittent fasting is fasting between zero hours to two, to two days. So everything between that window is called intermittent. Beyond two days is called periodic or prolonged fasting. And why that two days period? Because and, and, and it's not like a timer, each, each person is different. So it could be a day and a half for some or two days, two days and a half for others. But on average, the first two days, if you don't eat, you have enough reserves in your body to kind of compensate for that. So the body goes to fat, the body goes to glycogen and the body asks the liver to dump some calories. We call it a process of neoglucogenesis. So, so you have, if you want your savings accounts, your, your savings accounts is the fat, your checking account is the glycogen where you can quickly take some calories from and you have a credit, a credit card called the liver. And, the, and all the three of them are enough to support you for the first two days. When you cross 
the second day, your body is telling the cells, hey, I'm not eating, I'm depleting fast my reserves. Now you get a look inside of, of the cell and try to eat the debris, the organelles, try to detox, try to optimize your performance. We are here to survive. It's getting difficult now. We cross second day of fasting and you get a self-eat and self-optimize. And that process is called autophagy or self-eat, auto for self, phages eat. So after the second day, the body is engaging the cells to rejuvenate. And that's the first time ever where we're seeing a biological age rejuvenation. We're seeing cells getting optimized as a positive response to a stress called fasting. This is why fasting is separate from any other diet. It works by stress, not just by calorie deficit. So, so then you're engaging a cellular rejuvenation process. And this is how if you're, say you're you know, a 45-year-old woman and you're starting feeling your aging process and now you're pre-conditioned, you're pre-cancers or pre-diabetic or whatever is going to happen in your life afterwards, by doing that rejuvenation through fasting, crossing the second day, you're allowing yourself to repair, to rejuvenate and to practice autophagy, which is a great for healthy aging and longevity. So that's to link the prolonged mm. fasting with aging. At the same time, if you have a health condition, your body says, wait a second, I'm in a very serious condition of fasting. Let me go and fix whatever is going wrong. And so when we studied fasting on diabetes, on cancer, on patients with Alzheimer's, um, first in mice, we see tremendous results. And then we go to humans and we're finishing a lot of human trials now to show the impact potentially on fasting to support the body finding health conditions. In wow, to, that's to... fascinating. So just, uh, sorry to interrupt. So after fasting then with a condition, the body would then go to repairing that. So the, the to simplify it, and, and I always use the analogy of, <clears throat> so imagine you're the CEO of a company, say the company is like your body, and say your body needs 1,600 calories per day, say the company needs $1.6 million to operate per month. And so how every diet works, if I give you a low calorie diet, say, you know, you go on whatever, on a low calorie Mediterranean diet or any of the brands, I don't want to name brands, mm -hmm. right. but say instead of giving you 1.6 million, I give you 1.2 million or 1.4 million. So you have 200,000 deficit, you have a bank account, you lose a little bit, 200,000 of the bank account. This is how every diet works. You lose a little mm -hmm. bit of fat. Now, fasting is different. You need 1.6 million. I give you zero. Now, you can imagine if you're the CEO, you're not going to just look at the bank account and see it drop by 1.6 million, which is good, <laughs> which is good. You lose fat fast. So people love fasting because they lose weight super fast. Yeah. But you understand it's a big crisis. So the mm -hmm. CEO is going to go and restructure the company, right? He's mm. going to go, he's going to stop any ineffective expenditure. He's going to have to let some people go. And typically he will, you know, let go people either costing him a lot of money or not, not, you know, working right. as hard. He's mm -hmm. going to have to optimize the technology. He's, he's going to have to fix and restructure the company to survive. And that's the stress that fasting brings to the body. It's a positive stress. It's a fast stress of reparation. And then when you give that CEO back the money, now he has a very optimized company and it, it can progress and grow in a better, a better stage. Interesting. That's a great so analogy. This is the, the described kind of how fasting helps with the longevity. Now, imagine that CEO knows that sales and marketing are not doing a good job. He's going to start fixing sales and marketing. 
And this is what the body does under fasting. It's like, wait a second, it looks like we have diabetes in here, right? I can fix it with losing weight, decreasing insulin resistance, and optimizing blood sugar. If you have cancer, cancer needs calories to grow very fast because it's a, it's a fast-growing organ. So the body says, wait a second, we can starve cancer, we can rejuvenate white blood cells and do a better cancer attack. So in, in same as with Alzheimer's, you know, the brain is a fat organ. You fast the body, turns fat into ketone bodies. Ketone bodies are great food for the brain. The brain is a fat organ, loves the, the mid-chain fatty acids. Mm-hmm. So if we, under fasting, we see the body trying to respond in a positive and tries to fight anything going wrong to survive. And that survival mode is what gives you that bonif- positive effect of longevity and or potential therapeutic fasting. Now, most people cannot fast. You know, two days is where you start. So you need mm-hmm. a good three, four, five days of fast. So most people are not going to fast on water and it's unhealthy also, not just difficult to comply with. Mm-hmm. And this is why the National Institute of Health actually gave us millions of dollars to develop the fasting mimicking diet, meaning they told us, you're showing us amazing results in mice. Please show us the results again in humans. And this is what we've done in the last 12 years. But it was difficult to just do water fast. And they helped us. They funded us to develop a special program, a special nutrition program that now we deliver you know, anywhere in 14 countries. And it's called Prolon. Fasting Mimicking Nutrition, P-R-O-L-O-N, Prolon. And it's 77 food ingredients, all plant-based, natural. There's no chemical, no artificials, no, um, you know, no no additive, artificial additives. Mm -hmm. So it's a plant-based, healthy ingredients. And you eat the food for five days. You have your breakfast, your lunch, your dinner. It's like normal food. You eat it for five days, but your cells and your body would not recognize the food. And hence, it's a fasting mimicking nutrition. It gives you the benefits of fasting hmm. while you're eating food. And, and so it's, a, it's one of the biggest breakthrough in nutrition, actually. Um, and we got over 300 patents filed on it. And your, wow. next, your next question is how it works. And yes, like, exactly. You read my mind. I'm like, how is it? So it's not food, but it's supposed to be food or it acts like food. It is like, food. Yes. How does that work? <laughs> So, so, uh, so and this is what took us over $40 million in research and, and, and almost 23 years, Professor Walter Longo. And if wow. you want the details, it's in the Longevity Diet book, again, which was an Amazon bestseller. Um, but I'll give you, I'll, I'll explain it to you. Um, the, the, the body recognizes food, if you want, with, with two mechanisms. When you eat an, what we call an endocrine level, meaning at a systemic level, when you eat carbs, Carb stimulates insulin secretion. Insulin is basically a, a hormone that tells the body, oh, we have carbs, take the carbs from the blood to the cells so that the cells get nourished. But it's a signal that there is carbs that you ate. So, you, so at one, when you eat, you have an insulin spike, which tells the body there's carbs. The same way when you eat proteins, you spike something called IGF, insulin-like growth factor, another growth factor, another factor that tells the body you were eating protein. So the fasting mimicking diet, we study every kind of protein and and we develop complex carbs that actually when you consume them, instead of having a spike of insulin, you just have a small bump and it goes very long, but very thin. And instead Mm -hmm. of spiking IGF, it just goes a little bit of a bump up and instead stays thin and and for a long period so that the body is not getting that spike of recognition. If you go back to the CEO example and you need Mm $1.6 million, if you give him $600,000, for example, and you earmark it 
towards just you know paying HR and buying supply. So you're giving money to that CEO, but the stress is still on sales, on marketing, on operations, mm -hmm. on whatever is not getting the, the, the funds. And this is how the stress of reparation still is there, but actually you're giving some, some nourishment to the body. Now, the other way it works as well is when you get to the cells, the cells have food radars. They, they, three pathways, they call the TOR pathway, the RAS pathway, and the PKA pathway. So these are three radars that tell the cell there's food. And the food is designed to go around them and or to minimally trigger them so that they're not satisfied enough and they still feel the pressure of fasting. So this is these are the two secrets of the fasting mimicking diet. And or again, the brand name is called Prolon. So really the benefit is the actual fasting. So if you were able to actually fast for the four or five days or however long it needs to be, that would be ideal. But you're just letting your brain think that you are satisfied enough so that the body can actually carry through with the fasting, thinking that it's fasting, um, correct? Well, uh, water fasting is actually not ideal because water fasting is a big stress that carries positive and negative. So if, if, if the CEO who needs $1.6 million, you give him zero, you can imagine also that yes, there's reparation, that yes, that CEO is gonna restructure the company. At the same time, he's gonna, he or she are going to lose some of the best employees because if you cannot afford paying them, they're gonna to go to a different company. That, per, that, that CEO cannot order supplies for next month to survive and to sell. So the fasting, the, depriving the body doesn't always have all the benefits, it has cost as well because mm -hmm. the body needs calories. So the fasting mimicking diet in many aspects actually is better than water fast because at least you're giving something to the body to keep functioning. The body needs enzymes, proteins, minerals, vitamins, carbs, everything to, to operate. So. The, the, what we like about the fasting mimicking diet is that you're making fasting safer because you're feeding the body. You're making it much more compliant and easy to do, less headache and the fatigue and all of that. But also you're funding the restructuring. You're giving enough calories and minerals and vitamins so that the body safely transitioned through what needs to do in fasting. So so I wouldn't, I wouldn't say water fast is better. Actually, we are against doing, and we were a water fasting company because of the risk of going five days on fasting or, or not always it's worth to deprive your body to zero for five days for certain benefits. When you do it with fasting mimicking diet, you're, you're tipping the balance towards a lot more benefits than the sacrifice that your body would do. Gotcha. So I have more questions about this, including how long the most typical uh, fasting is and um, how you choose um, what the best one is um, if there's options. So I want to ask you those um, when we come back, but first we have to take a quick break and um, we will come back and talk uh, with Dr. Antoon more about these questions about fasting and get into more foods and, and more of the specific products that your company has and how to increase our health span. So you're listening to Journey with Jenny on SM Enlightenment Radio and TV. I'm Jenny and we'll be right back.
Welcome back to Journey with Jenny on SM Enlightenment Radio or TV or anywhere you listen to your podcasts. I'm Jenny, and we are talking with L Nutra CEO, Dr. Joseph Antoon, on how to increase our health span. And we have been specifically talking about fasting. So I want to pick up the conversation, talk a little bit more about fasting before we get into food and how all that works. Um, so so tell this is just absolutely fascinating. So so tell me about how long um, your the the fasting mimicking diet, um, or I guess I shouldn't use the word diet, but um, last, like, do you have different, you mentioned, you know, fasting for five days, do you offer different days lengths, and then make a decision on as to who should do different lengths? Or how does that work? Yeah. So, so just to clarify, we do, we give you the benefits of fasting by your eating food with us. And this is what we love the most is we make it safe and you're being nourished, we do a nourished fast rather than a starvation fast. And again, it's it's all new technology, right? You're like, wait a second, what do you mean a nourished fast? And this is what we tried to explain. So so we go back, if you remember, to the division of prolonged fasting more than two days and ideally four to five days so that at least you have three days of rejuvenation, cellular rejuvenation. And you have intermittent fasting, which is less than two days, and which is mostly works through weight loss which helps the body deal with a lot of metabolic issues. So we have a product for prolonged fasting. It's called Prolon, and it's the five-day fasting mimicking diet. That's our most um, you know, consumed product, and people love Prolon because it's, it's, five, it's long enough to induce a full body rejuvenation. It's five days, but it's short enough for anyone to do it. It's, you know, day, there's a day one and there's a day five versus any other diet in the market where you have to go you know, on days and days and days. That's and true. it leads to benefits right away. Fasting is such a transformational journey to the body that people in five days, you know, change their relationship with food. Uh, women lose around five to six pounds on average. Men lose around eight to nine pounds on average. Um, it actually protects lean body mass. This is something very, very important. Hmm. When you diet, when you go on a diet, typically the body goes in because there's a low calorie. So the body wants to, you know, is losing weight and goes to muscle and to fat. It doesn't only goes to fat. So every time you do a diet, if you don't exercise or eat high protein, you're losing a little bit of muscle as well. Uh, studies show that, for example, if you go on a Mediterranean diet for four months, you lose around 1.7 pounds of muscle. In fasting, actually, the, with Prolon, two of our clinical trials show that you don't lose relative lean body mass. And why is that so? We go to the concept of fasting working by stress as well, positive stress. So when you're fasting, there's a high, you know, uh, status of protectionist and, and positive stress in the body. So the growth hormone is high and the growth hormone stimulates muscle. And because you're eating with prolon, you're feeding that muscle. And this is what induces the rejuvenation and protecting muscle function. We actually have shown this twice already in our trials. And I don't want to name names here, but there's uh, NBA players that do the prolon followed by protein diet. There's NFL, NHL players, big athletes that they do it for five days. They take it easy on exercising during the five days, and then they go back on uh, on a protein diet after and with exercise and to, imp to enhance their performance because they would lose only fat. They protect mm -hmm. their muscle, they rejuvenate their muscle, and then they refeed the muscle to actually enhance their performance. So that's very important because yeah. all of us used to go on diets and you go on a diet, <laughs> when you lose the muscle, you lose weight, you lose a little bit of muscle, you decrease your metabolic rate, and then you take back the weight super fast because you have a right. lower metabolic rate. Right. 
yep. and and then you're and you take the fat back you're not going to get the muscle back unless you exercise and all that so then you do another cycle of dieting then you lose more muscle and you mm -hmm. you swap it with fat and this is what the cycle that nobody talks about in dieting right. because they they don't want to unveil what their products are doing with prolon you're protecting lean body mass you cut fat then you go off and it's only five days then you go eat whatever you want you're going to start gaining a little bit if you eat unhealthy and then you do another cycle and typically most people do it three to four times only per year um, okay. and you, you're rarely going to find a ceo telling you do my product just three or four times a right. year rather than do it every day so this is to get this healthy aging plus weight loss and rejuvenation by doing the five days and, and, and inducing autophagy. By the way, we wouldn't say the, the cellular rejuvenation process through fasting, it won the Nobel Prize in medicine in 2016. Um, wow. So it's, it's a big proven thing now. Um, a lot, go ahead. Well, I was just going to ask, so so one of my questions that you answered was how, how many times typically, so you mentioned athletes and the kind of, you know, athletes and regular people or so, if athletes aren't regular people, um, but what about, so you mentioned using it for illnesses like diabetes or cancer because it promotes the, the cell rejuvenation. Um, would someone with those issues or, or various issues um, potentially be doing it more than three to four times a year? So because I mentioned the brand name, I cannot connect the nutrition oh. to treating treating a disease. But what, what I will tell you is that we're launching a program around the fasting mimicking diet, which will have a dietitian, the fasting mimicking diet, and an app. We're launching a program next year for diabetes. We call it diabetes remission and regression. In that program, we advise that you do the fasting mimicking nutrition uh, six times a year in order to induce what we call a remission, meaning you're off medication from, from diabetes, or mm -hmm. regression, meaning you need less medication from, mm -hmm. from it. When we started the fasting mimicking nutrition on, on cancer, and we studied a lot breast cancer, uh, we have three or four studies on it. We do it right before the chemotherapy or right before the hormone therapy. And the concept is, you know, cancer is a fast-growing organ. It's a mm -hmm. cell that loses inhibition, keeps growing. It grows as a mass and then goes everywhere as a metastatic cancer. And so because it grows fast, it needs nutrition. And, and if you deprive it, if you fast cancer uh, with the fasting mimicking nutrition, then on day four or day five, you hit it with the chemo or with the hormone therapy, you're hitting a very much weakened cancer. Yeah. And this is how we hope that we create a nutrition environment to optimize or to support uh, the current standard of care being chemo or, or being hormone therapy. Interesting. Okay. That's amazing. Really amazing. Um, you mentioned nutrition then. Um, so then going off um, the prolong and then going into good nutrition. So what kind of nutrition do you recommend um, that can potentially prevent age-related diseases? So the philosophy, and, and our founder, Professor Longo, follows a lot of centenaries around the world, people living 100 and beyond, we call them the centenaries, and, and the blue mm -hmm. zones that you've heard about, and, mm -hmm. and, or the longevity zones. Yeah. And we literally track that. We track what they eat. We track how they live. And, and we try to understand what is that common nutrition pattern that they have, so that we bring it, and we test it in mice, and then we go and help people follow that nutrition pattern so that we stay healthier longer. And what we discovered is that it seems it's a pescatarian slash flexitarian diet. So it's a plant-based diet, and you add to it the main source of protein coming from fish. Mm -hmm. And then from time to time, 
you can add meat or not. And, and again, pescatarian would be no meat. Flexitarian is some meat, but less than Mediterranean. So just rarely some meat. And, mm -hmm. and this, this follows, if you want, the human evolution on, on the planet, right? We're tailored by nature. We lived for hundreds of thousands of years in nature. And, and despite all these crazy theories that you hear about, you know, we lived in caves and we slept in caves to protect ourselves, but there's no water in cave, there's no food in caves, or we ate animal food all the time. There was, we couldn't even hunt for most of our existence on the planet. We actually lived around rivers. Humanity couldn't live around oceans because it's not drinkable and there's no trees or plants to eat from. Mm -hmm. We lived on rivers where the water was drinkable and where there was a lot of grass and trees and fruits and vegetables to consume from. And then fish was the only animal that couldn't run or couldn't fly and it was easy to, <laughs> to, to, to hunt. And easy then, to catch. <laughs> yeah, easy to catch. And this is how we became pescatarian. And then with evolution, we learned how to you know, hunt few animals and we added some meat to our diet. So our body, we believe longevity is when you rematch your body with what the body is, has been tailored to respond mostly mm. to. And, and any time you deviate from it, if you eat ketogenic every day, if you eat meat every day, if you all these theories that might help you on the short term if you have an objective. So if you want to build muscle, yeah, maybe some meat on the short term will help you. If you have a health condition or you want to drop your blood sugar, you have diabetes, ketogenic might help you on the short term. But if you want to conduct a healthy aging lifestyle and try to give yourself a better chance to live a healthy long life or a pro-longevity diet, we think it's a pescatarian diet slash flexitarian mm. diet that is the best match. Interesting. So then would you say that there needs to be any type of balance between carbs, proteins, fats inside that diet? Or it's just kind of as long as you're having lots yeah. of all of that, you're fine? Yeah. So you know, the, the, the world today that we live in, we, we, we had so much carb that everyone is reacting to carb. It has to be right. low carb and high protein, right? <laughs> this is every theory, but yes, <laughs> we haven't seen diabetes decreasing and we haven't seen cancer decreasing, right? Hmm. So it goes back to, are we leading an artificial, you know, I strongly believe we live currently in a fad. And people ask me, is fasting a fad? Is pesky? What we live now, eating all the time and, and carbs and high protein, this is a fad. Mm -hmm. um, and, and what we what we have discovered is that if you want a balanced diet, it has to have carbs, but mm -hmm. not sugar, not refined. It is complex carbs. It's carbs that you find in legumes. It's carbs that you find also in nuts. It's carbs that you find in vegetables. And, and not so much the fruit because you get closer to the sugar, either to the, to the smaller right. chain of carbs. So complex carbs are good. And by the way, every cell in the body lives on carbs every cell so, so <laughs> we need carbs we need carbs <laughs> and then proteins of course we all you know are living this era of you should eat high protein you should supplement with protein mm. which there's a lot of theories that that's connected to the to the risk of cancer because you keep pushing your body to grow right if you want to grow muscle mm -hmm. you eat protein but why just the muscle grows because you practiced you get more blood flow the muscle reacts to it but every organ is getting high protein as well and is getting a little bit pushed towards aging. So a balanced carb and protein. And actually, we're, we're a good source of fat, especially coming from nuts. So the healthy fat. We don't want the fried fat. We want the healthy fats that actually people don't realize it, by the, but the brain is a full fat organ. And, uh, and there's healthy fats, which is you know ketone likes and, and can be great nourishment for the body. Every cell has a, has a lot of fat in its membrane, et cetera. So 
So a diet that's balanced between carbs and, and protein and also contains healthy fats. And if you want to think about it, it means legumes, vegetables, nuts, and then you add fish and seafood to it, to pescatarian and rarely, you know, lean meat. Um, yeah. You know, that's, that's for us, the longevity diet. I love that. So what is your answer to, because I agree with that. I think that is, is where we, we ought to be and where we're best um, eating. But then there's also the issue of our food is our naturally grown food is depleted. It has fewer vitamins and minerals and nutrients compared to even 30 years ago. So how do you, what do you have to say to that? How do you address that? I mean, it's it's literally going back to regenerative medicine, back to organic, you know, sources rather than genetically modified. And then again, the unconspired conspiracy theory, which is the supplement companies. Oh, you're deprived. Get my supplement, right? Mm-hmm. So, so how can we go back to to you know, business wanted us to to genetically modify thing and get a higher yield and higher crop. Mm-hmm. And gluten is one of the biggest stories because. We, we now all are going for no gluten or low gluten. Why? Because not because all of us have celiac disease. A low percentage of us have the true celiac disease. A lot of us are hypersensitized to gluten because gluten is very high in our food because years and years ago, we genetically modified wheat to contain more gluten because you have more yield per square footage, right? Mm-hmm. So so we business played with how how wheat is 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 being produced has high gluten we eat bread we are exposed we are exposed to more gluten than necessary we get hypersensitized at the mass level to gluten and now we're looking to eat less gluten and this is all wrong you should just go yeah. back and have naturally you know old uh, um, uh, uh, wheat that we can eat that doesn't have high gluten and therefore most of us will be okay eating that low gluten content bread and don't have to go on zero gluten artificially done food for us and then supplement with pills and, and other stuff. So exactly. going back to the true honest, you know, agriculture is the way to solve that. And <laughs> hey, some supplementation is not wrong. We're not against supplementation, but it's everything should be balanced is what we believe in and you supplement when you lack rather than you, you, you build a system where you always lack and you always have to supplement. No, I agree. I think that's great. And, and, and it also shows that there are other countries that don't have as many issues with those kinds of things when, when you don't have the, you know, GMOs and the, you know, the modified wheat, um, it, it makes a difference. It definitely affects your health. Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, we, we, we keep, we keep doing the same thing and we expect different results. And, and just, just for our listeners today, I mean, not only we're living sicker longer but we're losing lifespan the united states lost 0.40 years on lifespan in the last few years so we're spending now four trillion dollars on healthcare. we uh we're 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 getting sicker younger and we're losing lifespan and and the solution is really in front of us is having a better lifestyle again we just talked about the longevity nutrition Mm -hmm. what we should eat there's also the inter- the intermittent fasting is very important. We believe in the 12 hours, what we call circadian fasting. So mm-hmm. I mentioned we studied a lot of centenarians and, and I'll mm-hmm. give you a couple of secrets. Not not many of them or not all of them do a pescatarian or flexitarian diet. Some of them, they fry bacon, they eat you know, fat, <laughs> they smoke. They're actually doing the interview with us while smoking. But there, <laughs> there are two things that we see very, very common in them. 
is is the 12 hours fasting so they sleep early right they they eat there mm -hmm. used to be in their village or in their you know they, the sun is down that's it we go they back go home mm -hmm. we go back home we have an early dinner you know a little bit of walking a little bit of family time and then they sleep and then they wake up the next day and then they have a light breakfast after that but they have that 12 hours there's no snacking at 11 there's no netflix there's no <laughs> no ice late cream night. yeah watch, no watching cream, netflix no late night. <laughs> So don't overeat. So <laughs> so it's it's literally that twelve hours seems to be, and it makes sense, right? You eat during the mm -hmm. day. You're twelve hours you're eating. You gotta spend it, right? You gotta, yep. and you gotta allow your body to rejuvenate. So the Nobel Prize in Medicine in 2017 was on the biological clock of the body. It's basically saying every organ needs to rest. It's not resting the brain when you sleep only, or just resting your muscle. Every organ has a cycle of anabolism, you know, transform the calories we ate into, you know, whatever growth or fat or, or energy. And, and then you have to rejuvenate. You have to go back and you have to spend it. Yeah. Otherwise, if you're always eating, you're always stacking fat. And this is what's happening to us becoming obese and, and diabetic today. Mm -hmm. And so that balance of what we call circadian fasting of 12 hours seems to be very important. The second mm -hmm. secret they have is that they leave, they, they're happy. They, they, mm. they, they, and they have their families around them and they, they have love that they receive and they give. So yeah. that social capital seems mm -hmm. to be critical. They live in their villages or with their family. They're happy, they're, they're, they're laughing, they're smiling. And, and, and we feel that that serenity, that purposefulness, that uh, happiness, that social capital is so important. It competes with nutrition probably as the top two pillars uh, for longevity. I mean, we know stress impacts longevity. We know exercise, nutrition, um, and, and, and this social capital and giving and receiving love. But in our studies, it seems nutrition and being happy compete at, at the biggest impact at longevity. So that's very important because, yeah. you know, every day now we live a very stressful life. And, and it's very important to remind ourselves that, yeah, have a spikes of stress, but have a, have a happiness to be your bottom line every day this will help you live a longer healthier life i think that's such a good message especially for americans because i i feel like our culture is so much just work 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 and pile on this stress and i don't have time to have fun or yeah. to, you know take a break and i'll rest when i'm dead you know it's like the common phrase yeah. and i think that's such an important message and for you to say equal to you know in these parts with nutrition um, that just shows how important that is yeah, and I think it's the trigger of everything. So when you're happy, you don't have you you don't feel the binge eat that you do, and therefore mm. you know sure. you don't you don't become. And if you're happy, you're sleeping with a high quality. Mm -hmm. And if you're happy, you have the energy to get out of the couch and exercise. Yeah. If you're happy, your your stress level are lower. So so that that seems to be the source of all the four other pillars of longevity, and is very very really a very a very important metric or pillar for for a healthy long life. Wow, that's amazing. You just gave us several key takeaways. Do you have any other? Um, we have just a few more minutes left. I can't believe that time has completely flown. Um, what else? Uh, wise words of wisdom for us? Any other tips and tricks? Any other things that you want to share about you and your company? Yeah, um, you know, I, I, I just want to give you the like my secrets for healthy longevity, if you mm -hmm. want. It's yeah. definitely a pescatarian diet is eat early and then I don't snack late and then, and then allow that 12 to 14 hours of fasting. 
two to three times a year or max four times if you want to do the fasting mimicking diet prolon it's like it's like when you when you're driving a formula one car and the wheel are, are, are a race car the wheels are being you know torn and and then and then the engine is heat you take a pit stop and then the mechanics come rejuvenate it's the same thing prolon takes you to that cellular rejuvenation it's like when you reset your computer if you're on your laptop for days and become slow you just turn it off and then turn it on again that reset done two to three times a year, I think is going to be important. Um, um, and, and then happiness and social capital, make sure you have time to think about self-love uh, and, 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 and be close to your surrounding, to your friends, your family. It seems that time of serenity and happiness is also very important for a healthy, long life. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Antoon, for being my guest today, for sharing us all of your amazing tips and tricks for us to live a healthy, long, happy life. This has definitely been a fascinating and enlightening conversation, and I'm just so grateful you were here. Thank you. Thanks for hosting me, Jenny. That's a wrap. Thanks so much for joining me on SM Enlightenment Radio or TV or joining us on the Journey with Jenny podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please download my podcast and leave a five-star rating and review. It really does help, and I would be so grateful. I'm Jenny. Have a good one.